your martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now... You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Do we want to acknowledge that this is the 100th episode? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. Okay. Oh, hey, Zero. I guess you're good. Since you're on that topic, what what occasion is it today? I guess it's our 100th episode. Hooray. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. We've been doing this for 100 years. I mean, episodes. Well, after today's episode, uh, it might feel like a hundred years. Well, that's not true. That was just that was a cheap cutaway uh, because that is not even remotely true. We are talking about uh, <laughs> a legendarily bad film. Uh, I, I guess you could say it's kind of a cheap shot for us to talk about this one today uh, because uh, it is still so bad. It's good month because it's April. Um, and for our hundredth episode, we had to choose something special and it just so happens to be so bad. It's good month, right? So, uh, what movie really stinks up, uh, and is on everyone's radar, uh, that is still also a martial arts film. Uh, everyone knows about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it has like a two, Ooh, boy. <laughs> two something yeah, out of like, whatever. Um, it's it's bad. I mean, let, let's let's not mince words. It, it's bad. <laughs> yes, but it is also so bad that it starts to veer into the good territory. Uh, it doesn't start. It, it's just there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think Zero and I are totally. Uh, well, I'm speaking for you right now. I am totally. I love this movie. I, I love it more than the the first movie. Did I mention that in the original episode? In the uh, original the episode movie? of Mortal Kombat, which we covered, I don't know, maybe 50 episodes ago? Oh, yeah, I don't probably. remember. But anyway, in that last episode, you said we would never cover this. So we gave our, <laughs> our brief synopsis of that film. And hey, look, yep. look, at our, look at us contradicting ourselves. Yeah, well, uh, because I also have short memory, uh, I hopefully I won't be uh, talking about anything I already mentioned in that episode. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll go into a deeper dive in this movie, obviously, since we're talking in depth about it. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I didn't actually look back on it in my brain and think, oh, well, this is a so bad, good movie. It's just bad, right? Um, but then, you know, it's, it's bad in the sense that, like, Batman Robin is bad. Or, like, that's what how I imagined it. Like, I love Batman Robin. That movie is awful. But... Uh, it's actually a slog to get through at times because it just it at, towards the end it just kind of drags, and I had some sort of weird notion that this movie would be like that after you know not watching it for a while, and then we picked up the movie again and I'm like man this movie is so fucking entertaining it, <laughs> in like the worst ways it possible. It really is so entertaining. Father, the merger has begun. Earth is under attack, and it is glorious. Uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a bit since I've watched this. I remember you and I watched it one night. We were like, we need something just entertainingly bad to watch, so we watched it. Yeah. And yes, it still held up as so bad it's good. But we were drinking, mind you, we were drinking, <laughs> yeah. which does affect yeah. things. So I watched it before this episode we're recording right now, 
And thankfully, I was cracking up and I was stone stone cold sober. So there yeah. you go. Hey, it holds hey, up pretty uh, well. Well, I think the last time we watched it, we were watching it before we watched the original film again. Uh, just, you know, start with the bad, end with the good kind of thing. Like, makes the original look even better. Um, that's what... I think that's what we we tried last time. And here we just... And we were... Yes, like you said before, we were drinking. And here, I was actually afraid that watching this without any sort of intoxication in me would be a painful experience. Um, I think you and I just have very thick skin when it comes to these movies, though. Because <laughs> this movie... If you are not on the train of So Bad It's Good, it is really cringy at times. But, uh, but that's what makes it So Bad It's Good. It's yeah. these very odd, questionable choices in creativity and yeah. editing and story logic that you just, yeah. as a normal person who watches movies and can decipher plots and you know go from point A to point B, Yep. You know something is off here. Something went awry in production, and they this feels like it's slapped together. But uh, I don't think that's exactly the case in some uh, aspects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh well. Uh, let's let's get into it because you said <clears throat> to a normal moviegoer, uh, you expect those things, right? Well, uh, I guess Larry Kasanoff, who is the producer and writer of this, uh, also part of the original movie. Um, he, I mean, he went to this film hoping to, like, just completely skew away from the common moviegoer, right? And, I mean, I, he really can't argue otherwise because watching the movie, there are so many in-references to the games that if you don't play the games, you can get very lost. And that I actually... I am a passing fan of the Mortal Kombat series. I, um, uh, fortunately enough, I can't imagine what it's like to, for someone who doesn't have any experience in Mortal Kombat to go into this movie. Because characters come in and out, and they don't give them names. <laughs> <laughs> they they come in, they fight, and they die. And I then believe they're, they're, they're gone. the majority of characters are given names. But yes, there is so much... Uh, fan service in this movie where they unfortunately tried to fit in way too many characters it's so evident as you said characters just kind of come and go they fight and then they leave or they're you know you don't really understand why they're there and it's it's a mess it's a mess but if you're a teenage or a young fan of the games and you're like hey that's the red ninja i like the red ninja and he's gone you know you were satisfied for the two seconds he was on screen for Oh, that's exactly how I I, I, I summarize some of those characters because uh, I I know some some of them because they're very distinct. Like Shiva uh, is the four armed woman. Uh, Who gets crushed I, by a giant cage. Man, the way she dies is so. It's like oh, I'm gonna have a fight scene, and then Luke Kang's like, nope, and then he's she like, gets nope, crushed. no budget. <laughs> hey, speaking of budget, apparently this movie had a bigger budget than the first film. And it does not it, show. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of those things where... So this is 97 when the film was made. Mm -hmm. uh, this is when many, many things started switching over into using computer graphics as opposed to trying to make practical effects. There are some practical effects in this movie, but oh, my God. The backgrounds, the, uh, the powers of many of the fighters. Oh, boy. So much special effects. <laughs> and because the cg was still kind of coming into itself it just looks like it looks like a like a college kids after effects class project 
<laughs> and I recognized a lot of those early After Effects plug- plugins, like, oh, look, the lightning, look, the lens flare, look, really, really bad, uh, you know, keying out of a character as he's moving across screen. So you see, like, the blurred edges around him. It's just, it's all there. Right. The final fight is literally a, a first pass render. It's not even a render. It's just, like, what you do when you click playback on your machine and you haven't rendered the animation yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, everything you said is true. And then, I mean, I think that the general computer, uh, well, computerized effects are, I, it doesn't seem like there's much budget to them at all. And well, that's why I'm trying to get at. Like the whole film just screams like lacking. Uh, well, well the film the budget, seems like, low times. budget when in fact it had more budget of the original. So it's it's confusing. That's that's yeah. what it is. If you watch both right, films right. together, you just kind of question, whoa, what the hell happened here? Yeah, well, if I had to guess, it has a lot to do with the cast. There are so many characters. I want to say that uh, they probably brought in all the characters from all the games that were of uh, the contemporary games at the time, right? I don't, I don't know what game would. It's '97. What game would have been out at the time? Uh, like Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat 3? Four just released before this, and mm. this was a majority of characters from Mortal Kombat One to Three. Mm, okay, right. And yo, oh, and it's not even note. it's not even all of them. They didn't get all of them. You can they oh mention God. verbally some characters that they just couldn't cram in there. Why would they do that? I mean, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> zero. Just trying to understand. There's like 20 characters in the movie, and imagine uh, I can barely keep them straight in my head watching the film, and they're gonna mention more characters off screen. Uh, when they don't even give the ones on screen some names. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's fan service. <laughs> they just they wanted to get everything in there. They couldn't get it yep. visually, so they had to name drop it. That's that's the best they could yeah. come up with. Right, right. So, uh, as a common moviegoer, this movie I can only imagine is just a clusterfuck. Um, and even as someone who the fledgling understanding of Mortal Kombat, uh, it's still a clusterfuck. And even if okay and. Uh, let's just let's assume you haven't played the games, right? That you are definitely going into this movie. Uh, w- well, the producer or director uh, is expecting you to go into this movie. Uh, if you've seen the first film, and even with that logic, it doesn't make any sense. Why is Scorpion still alive? Why is Reptile <laughs> still alive? Uh, I've seen the first not... movie. I've played the first three games before watching this, and I still didn't understand the plot. Even rewatching it tonight, <laughs> I was still kind of confused about the plot. Liu Kang, he's on some sort of journey, and he need he, there was three lessons he needed to learn, and he only learns one apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on, too. All the characters have their own motives. And, uh, I mean, I think the... Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. I think the only other character with any sort of arc is Jax. He's the only one that, for me, I could tell there was a story arc because his was so simple. Learn learn (laughs) to like your human arms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't jerk off with your... Your semi-bionic arms. I was gonna uh, make a oh. joke about that. She, he, because he said, "Oh, I wish I had these in high school." And then I imagine like a pubescent teen like jerking off with like cyborg arms and ripping his dick off. <laughs> Fatality, <laughs> flawless victory. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't even call his story arc an arc. It is so spelled out for you when you are introduced to this character who. 
By the way, Jax is introduced in the first movie, and he is a complete... Well, he's a cameo in the first movie. He's there for a very, very brief scene just to show the audience, like, hey, look, we got this guy in here probably be back for the sequel and they and they brought him back so it's fine right this this is very much a tommy lee jones turn well turning you know in the original tim burton verse batman movies where it's like oh he's played by a suave like semi quiet character uh, harvey dent in the first first installment and then the third movie comes along and he's like played by a completely different actor completely different demeanor like he's not even the same race anymore (laughs) (laughs) and in this movie it's like Oh, I remember Jack's like basically being cameo, having having nothing to say, uh, being relatively like stoic. Uh, and then he was out in the movie, and then he comes back in this movie, and he's like, he won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, uh, he's basically your wise cracking character. He's yeah. he he is the audience surrogate because he doesn't understand anything that's going on, and mm-hmm. the audience does it. So he's the only one you could really latch onto. Yeah, yeah, that that's a fair assessment. Um, he is he is a common movie goer trying to understand the plot of this movie. He's like, I don't understand anything. Well, basically, there's a there's a moment in the film where Sonya says, "Oh, it's not fair what happened to Johnny," and Jax is like, "Who the hell is Johnny?" <laughs> right. Oh, so let's let's uh let's walk the listeners through on <clears throat> what the story is. The, well, on the casting, oh, sure, right? Sure, sure. Uh, right. I mean, we'll get to the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll play rock paper scissors to, to figure out who's gonna be oh, responsible boy. for that for that mess. Uh, the casting of this movie. Uh, well, uh, the actress who played uh, Katana, uh, I'm trying to get her name right now, Talisa Soto, and Robin Shu are the only reprising char- performances from the original film. Um, not including like else... stuntmen and whatnot oh true that's very true uh the stunt people and tony jaw is part of this production too um as subbing in for uh robin chu in certain scenes um i think he's uncredited right i think he's uncredited yeah yeah it's it's been documented in some q a's and such mm-hmm. that he he was part of the production um and we'll get into it later i think there are certain scenes where you can actually tell it's him but anyways uh casting wise uh everyone is different everyone i was talking about jacks before but no like everyone is completely changed and um uh credit uh and shout out to matt mcmuscles for uh documenting a lot of the uh what happened literally uh, of this um of this production uh lyndon ashby uh, according to uh, his research um wanted was supposed to come back uh, but for financial reasons and for whatever other reasons, uh, it just it, like it, it didn't make any sense to you know have him on. Uh, it, just, it just cost too much money to, ke- you know, to keep paying him. So they just killed off the character within the first three minutes of the film. Yeah, that's a shame yeah, because like in the introduction of animalities in Mortal Kombat Three, Johnny Cage mm-hmm. turns into a kangaroo and double kicks you. So oh, we were really? we were robbed of a Johnny Cage animality in this film. Oh boo! Oh, that sucks. Uh, that that seems very fitting for his character, right? Actually, you know what we needed? We actually did need a Johnny Cage because he would actually be a perfect surrogate. Yeah, right. For a, a character. Surrogate. So I was thinking about that, and I, I from like a story and character standpoint, I can kind of I can kind of leave Johnny Cage off the table because he had the most notable character arc for me in the first movie. He's kind of a dick, kind of pompous. He learns the power of friendship, you know, the end. What do you do with that kind of character in a sequel? Like, 
you know, he's he's been humbled now. What what more can you do with him? So I'm okay. I'm okay with leaving that and giving us a new character. But it just kind of sucks that he's on screen for two seconds and they they just kill him off. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, they kind of ret. Uh, they could have retconned everything, right? Because uh, I mean, I feel like some things that were again established in the first movie out the window now. It doesn't matter. Again, they should have been alive, like Johnny Cage is like stuck on the boat. He's still getting his luggage. You know, <laughs> we'll have we'll 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 find him later. <laughs> right. Don't don't kill him. Just uh, like kind of write him off in the background. I was gonna make a point that this movie takes itself a little too seriously, <laughs> and it needs some comic relief. But no, uh, unfortunately, uh, fortunately for us, there is a lot of comedy in this movie, and none of it is intentional. Oh God, yeah, this movie is hilarious. None of it. <laughs> Very intention, unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, and I, I will say, okay, I'm gonna give this movie a little bit of credit. I like the performer who plays Sonya Blade in this movie more than the original. I was going to say that too. Uh, okay. Well, well, she does have a couple fight scenes in the movie. Uh, let's, let's let's see if I can find her name. Sandra Hess. I think she's probably has, I think she has more, way more fight scenes than the original Sonya Blade. In, she, um, yeah, she has two in, whole, fun, she movie. has two fight scenes in this movie and they are the, probably the best fights for me in this film really okay yeah i like okay. i even before i thought this movie was so bad it's good i remember always liking the sonya and melina fight that just always stood out to mm. me as being just very right. entertaining as a brawl well i wonder if you're liking that fight for other reasons <laughs> <laughs> for more obvious right uh, prepubescent right. <laughs> reasons uh, hey, I uh, well, I also think that she does a fair performance. All in all, uh, I mean, not not not, not discredit the original actress who played the the original Sonya. I think that this one just has a little bit of character, and she's a lot more expressive. Yeah, I was which, gonna uh, say like a, she she definitely has a lot more to do in this movie, but she doesn't really have a character arc. Apparently, <laughs> her character arc is learning to ask for help. Did you know that? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. No, I did not pick at the, up on so that. So we're kind of jumping all. around what? a little bit. So at the end of the film, I don't know if you noticed, during her fight scene, she's calling out to Jax for help. And mm. after their, their whole battle, she goes, oh, Jax, you finally learned to like your human arms. And he says, oh, you finally learned to ask for help. Thus explaining to the audience that what? those were the two character arcs. What? Yeah. Where, where was this? I, I didn't even know that show. That was a problem in the beginning. I didn't know either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, man, yeah, the, this movie is an absolute mess. Um, and yeah, we, we talked about Johnny Cage not being in the film anymore, which I, I think is actually a detriment to the film. Robin Shu, fortunately enough, still does a, you know, I think a, a decent job given the script that he's given. Yeah, he's uh, he's I playing that... it like perfectly straight. There's no winking at the camera. He's he's mm -hmm. you can tell he's a good actor because he still comes across as wholesome and nice in this yep. stupid stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were to just cut out him and kind of watch that as a compilation, you're like, oh, "Okay, that's kind of nice." You know, there's nothing too silly going on until you see the scenes of him swinging on a chain fighting men with blades for arms <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh well now we have to talk about the best performance in the whole film mm -mm. brian thompson yes as, <laughs> yes uh as uh shao khan 
and it is glorious. Oh man, a lot of people uh, kind of make fun of Musetta Vander's uh, mm-hmm. delivery as Sindel, her opening line. Oh yeah. But for me, Brian Thompson took the cake with with uh, his delivery. I don't know what yeah. it is. It sometimes it sounds like he has food in his mouth still, <laughs> and he's just like you can kind of see his cheeks bulging, and he's just trying to get through this this speech to you know rile up the troops and i'm like dude just swallow swallow your food <laughs> uh yeah i you know dude if you didn't tell me that uh well if the movie didn't keep on telling us that his name is shao khan i would not have guessed that that was shao khan uh it this suffers the same like problem that the original judge dread did with sylvester stallone uh the dude never kept his helmet on or yeah so like i can't tell he's the character you know that he's that is like the most indicative uh he has a very costume wardrobe thing yeah his visual is very striking he's got the skull helmet so when you take it off you kind of lose that mystique to his character at least the visual side of it and he has to keep on taking it off so he can give these lines because he looks so derpy with that skull (laughs) face because the, the the teeth of the skull do not match his teeth, they actually go over it. So it looks like it's giving him this huge overbite. <laughs> and, in, and in a couple scenes, his helmet is not like, it's not straight. It, it's kind of tilted to the side. So he looks like, I don't know, he looks kind of special needs sometimes. I don't want to laugh oh at my for God. that. But... As long as the portal remains open. Your world becomes my world. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, the it's not the mask. I don't think it's the mask that's making him derpy. Although it doesn't help. Uh, I think it's just Brian Thompson's unfortunate face. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so bad. Uh, no, no offense to to the guy. It's just you know, his, he doesn't have the best acting chops in this movie. In fact. Uh, I, I would say that he has the worst lines uh, and most quotable lines of the movie. Uh, his performance doesn't help, and uh, the the faces, the facial, uh, like his facial expressions throughout the whole film, just just bring out all the derp. Because he always <laughs> looks like he's like in a half grin at all times, but he's also like talking like this the whole time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't every know if word he's that comes out. chewing scenery or if he's just a bad actor. I, w- I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but his delivery is pretty awful. I'm, I'm hoping it's intentional. Yeah. Uh, and if it weren't for the fact for all the documentation on the film that's out there, uh, I wouldn't have known that Brian Thompson was an American gladiator. In ah. fact, uh, a couple of them were. I think, uh, I think he's an American gladiator. I know that the performer who played Jax was an American gladiator. Yes. I think, they, well, they got them for their physicality, not for their acting chops. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought, I thought the guy who was Jax fine. was fine. I mean, you know, wise cracking, you know, audience yeah. surrogate, perfectly relatable, perfectly fine. Right, right. But the my issue with Shao Kahn in this film is he's supposed to be the big bad uh, taking uh, now in place of Shang Tsung, and he is just so forgettable. And the fact that they put his father in the movie who is actually the real main villain of the film mm-hmm. so it's just a, i don't know there's a disconnect for me in in how they decided to write this movie because uh man shang Tsung in the first movie like such a good villain everybody remembers um yeah that guy uh, Kari tagawa yeah Kari tagawa's Kari performance so such good screen presence and here when you replace it with brian thompson and then the fact that he's actually not even really the villain he's like you know he's the 
I don't know. He's like the spoiled son of the the rich father almost. The first movie had your soul is mine. This movie has it is glorious. Big difference. Big departure from the first movie. And you didn't but, have Shang Tsung uh, taking a giant hammer and you know hitting people into the fire pits. That's uh, <laughs> that's how they compensated for screen presence. Uh, I, I mean, okay, yeah. You mentioned before uh, the actress who plays Sindel. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, Musada uh, Vander. Musada Vander. Okay. Uh, I mean, she has a great performance too. Uh, <laughs> great in the context of so bad it's good. Uh, so much so that she's in our intro. If you ever listen, if you rewind all the way to the beginning, uh, <laughs> that that line is just legendary too. But I, I don't think that. Her performance is nearly as bad as, uh, well, as bad as Brian Thompson's. <laughs> because no, she doesn't have nearly have as much screen time, although she is a pivotal character in the movie. Um, so a little bit more credit to her, uh, although her some lines that she delivers are pretty atrocious. And I don't know whose fault that is. I want, I'm actually wondering if that's also part of the director. Just, I'm sure uh, it's like, like, like a big culmination of things because, uh, yeah, like... If you hear a horrible de- delivery and you're the director and you're like, yeah, it's in the can. <laughs> Next scene, <laughs> that's the director's fault. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it could be a bunch of things. So, yeah. Right, right. And there's, again, there's there's so much documentation on this movie out there. Uh, we can't cover all of it and we probably shouldn't. Well, we'll leave it for all the resources out there that uh, cover Did the this work. in greater detail. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And we'd just be you know, echoing what they're saying. Anyways, um, all right, Zero. What what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, this this is this movie is hilarious. It's so bad it's good. If you like so bad it's good, I think this is a movie that makes it on some lists, uh, not others. But uh, it's very very entertaining. Um, it does have some interesting backstory with the production and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're yeah, if you're into fights, this is this is kind of a weird one because it does have a lot of like you know known stunt performers like JJ Perry's in it. And whatnot, and then like you said, yeah, Tony Jaw is uncredited, and he's in a few scenes, which is kind of cool. But uh, it's yeah, it's just not the best in terms of fights. And because it's a, a Mortal Kombat movie, you would think, okay, well, the fights are going to be awesome. It's based on a fighting game, and unfortunately, it's yeah. not. So there's that odd disconnect there. But because the movie is so entertainingly bad, I recommend it as a watch because it's just it's entertaining. An entertaining movie is an entertaining despite whether it's good or bad. And this is just unfortunately bad entertainment. But I yeah. approve it. It's it's great. I, I laughed and I was sober, so I think that's a I think that's, that's good a good litmus test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I'll echo a lot of that with a caveat that I actually like a lot of the fights in this movie. Even when they're horrendous, I love them. Because it's it's going with the whole idea that like yes it's so bad it's good. But like mm-hmm. even when the choreography's not good, it's like, oh that was kind of forgettable it, like the the filmmakers decide to squeeze in nudging a little <laughs> bit of like some horrible memorable thing for you to sit that stays with you for the rest of the day and it leaves a smile on your face and that's why i, I love the fights in this movie um again i just like this way more than the first movie uh for all the wrong reasons uh i would recommend all the fights in this movie. that's high <laughs> recommend from me uh, all of them they're all great oh my god no just watch the movie just watch the whole yeah movie. J- just watch the movie uh, i would think you would be disappointed if you watched the fights without the film because it, you're yeah. just gonna be like well these are bad fights 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's very so true. I think I think you kind of need to watch the movie as a whole to get get the whole context behind why it's so bad. It's good. Someone's gonna be listening to us, and you know they're gonna be like, "Oh, that they recommend it," and not realize it's a so bad, it's good themed month. <laughs> uh, oh man! So the only way that I'll watch the new Mortal Kombat that's about to come out is if Brian Thompson's in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>